And Jesus said, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away to all this has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Indeed, our King and Savior draweth nigh. And we await his coming in great glory. And the church is called to a time of Advent, a time of preparation for the coming of the Lord. Now we prepare for his coming in many ways. His second coming in glory, when the heavens shall be opened and we shall behold him with all the angels with him. We prepare for his coming in the stranger, the person to whom we minister. His coming to us in one another. His coming to us in the Holy and Blessed Sacrament. His coming to us in His Holy Word. We are called to prepare. The Collect for today calls us to meditate on the presence of Christ and his advent, his coming, in the Holy Scriptures as the Word of God. This is one way in which our Savior comes among us and is present with us in a special way through the power and proclamation of his Word. Let us hear again the words of this collect. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do we meditate on that? Do we prepare ourselves for that special coming of the Lord, the special advent of the Lord, through the power and authority of His Holy Word? His Word, which is eternal. Are we prepared for it? Do we indeed listen to the Word of God? and invite God to write his word within our hearts. I can remember growing up, and when the priest was coming by, my mother would always take the Bible and put it out on the coffee table. Now, it's not that she didn't read the Bible because she did. In fact, I grew up reading 
the scriptures with my mother and father and some of my brothers and sisters. But she wanted to be sure that the priest saw that it was there. But of course, what does God truly want to see? Yes, it's important that our, our Bibles be at home somewhere where we can read them and ask the Lord to place them within us. But more than this, the Lord desires to see that His Word is within our hearts. That His Word is written not only on the pages of the Holy Bible, but within us, taking root and bearing forth fruit in our lives so that we are being changed by the Word of God, so that we are being changed by His presence. And so when the Lord comes into your home, yes, it is a good thing that He finds the Bible out, but it is an even greater thing that he find the Bible written, that he find his word written on your heart and on my heart. Grant that we may in such wise hear them. We are to hear the word of God. And our reading of the word of God at home is to flow out of the proclamation of God's word within the community. There's a particular presence of the Lord when we gather as the ecclesia, the assembly, the church, and we share koinonia, another Greek word for fellowship, and in the midst of that fellowship, the word of God is proclaimed. Not simply read, but proclaimed. When a king would have something proclaimed within the kingdom, it carried his power, and his authority. It became the rule of the land, not only in that moment, but in the lives and in the hearts of his subjects. And so within the gathering of the ecclesia, the family of God, the holy assembly, in the midst of koinonia, the fellowship we share with one another, the word of God is proclaimed with authority. The king's word is proclaimed and becomes for us the law of our hearts, a law of love, to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are to hear them, to read them about I don't know, six, seven days ago, as you all know, we're in the process of moving. And uh, I found uh, some uh, letters that Christine wrote me when we, were, we, when we were dating. She's not even in the room. I know. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> and I, I was reading those, and it really brought back... Uh, so many of those, those feelings. And I can remember, having not read those letters for years, I can remember when they were first sent to me by mail, how I would read them every day. Every day. Oh, you're such a blessing to me. I love bald men. You know, I'm just kidding. 
Right? I would read them every day. So the word of God is God's love letter to you and to me. Our hearts should hunger and burn to open them up and to read them and to allow his power to change us, to grow closer to him through his word. We are to digest them. See the connection here in the collect? When we think of the presence of Jesus and are digesting his presence, we think of the holy sacrament of Christ's body and blood. But here we are told that we are also to digest, that is, to take within us God's word, that it is to nourish us. We want to digest that which is healthy for us and that which nourishes us. And so we are to digest the word of God. To digest the word of God as we would the sacrament of his body and blood. For in the proclamation of his word, he is present to us. That by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Do we pray, Lord, place thy word within my heart. Subject my thoughts, my words, and my heart to thy word. May thy word well up within me, becoming a living hope within me that changes me, changes how I see others, changes how I see myself, changes me as in the way I see sin, how I understand my life and my family and my friends. To well up within me, to become a living spring within me. This is God's word. And in Advent, we are called to prepare for the coming of the Lord through his word. In Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 27, the risen Lord comes among his disciples, although they do not fully recognize him. You'll see in a minute that they come to recognize him by the opening up of the word of God and through the breaking of the bread, the holy sacrament. It says, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, that is the word of God, he, the risen Lord, interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is to open up the word of God, to allow the spirit to open up the word of God, is to allow our hearts to be opened up to Jesus, for they are about him. And so to digest his word within us is to receive the king and the kingdom of God within us. In verse 32, they testify. They said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? Does your heart, does my heart burn within us when we hear the word of God? If not, why not? Should we not be praying, Lord, allow my heart to burn within me, to burn for the word of God as the word of God is opened. Not only so that my heart is set on fire for thy word in thy presence, but so that which is not of thee 
that is in my heart may be burned away. I don't know about you, but I know about me. There's a lot of junk in my heart that is not of God. It is not of his kingdom. It is of this world. And so as the word of God becomes a living well of fire within me, not only does my heart become alive with the word of God, but that which is not of him becomes purged. John chapter 5, 37 to 40, And the Father who sent me, says Jesus, has himself borne witness about me. You do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they, that is the scriptures, that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. You search the scriptures because you believe that in them is eternal life. This is true because Jesus tells us that in them he is found. He is the eternal life that is living and true within God's holy word. When was the last time that you picked up the word of God desiring to seek Jesus within them? Those words. Or the last time you were struggling with sin or temptation? Or the last time that your heart was heavy and you felt burdened or you were overcome with sadness, or you felt alone, or the last time that you looked upon yourself or someone else apart from who they are in Christ. And then you went to the Word of God and asked to be purged from that. To find Jesus within them. Or did you, like I so often do, as it says here, Refuse to come to me that you might have life. See, it's not only to come to him at one time, but in the midst of our trials and tribulations and struggles that we must come to him. And one way that we come to him and he to us is through his holy word. John 17, beginning at verse 13, but now I come to you. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Whenever I walk according to the way of the world, sometimes it seems fun in the beginning. But it always seems to weigh me down. And yet when I turn to his word, when I stop failing to allow his word to bring light into that darkness, to bring hope rather than the despair that is building within me, I find that there's a joy that comes from his word. And this is what he promises in John chapter 17, that his joy will fill us. He goes on to say, I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not 
of the world. You've heard me say this many times. We cannot be both of the world and of the word. We must choose. Will I look upon my life, my marriage, my home, my family, my work, my ministry? Will I look upon you? Will you look upon me through the light of God's word? Or will we look upon one another through the lens of the world? It is God's word that brings joy. It is the world that brings death. But as Jesus says, do not be afraid, for I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. He goes on to say, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 12, we are told, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You ever turn on the TV and hear someone say, come to Jesus and all your worldly problems, everything will just go away. You ever hear that? They're lying to you. But you will know that peace and that joy in the midst of this world that can only come to us through the Word of God that allows you to be delivered from the power and authority of this world and to transfer you into the Word of God. For if you come to Christ, you will suffer persecution because the world will not recognize you for its own. We are always more comfortable with our own. And if the world sees that you are not of the world, then the world will persecute you. As John Paul II said, Lord have mercy on him. As John Paul II said, if you are not suffering for the kingdom of God, there is something you're doing wrong in your life. 2 Timothy chapter 3 goes on to warn that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And so we are warned that not only will we suffer, but there will come into the church those who are not only deceived themselves, but are attempting to deceive others by changing the word of God. But we are told, for, as for you, stay steadfast, stay plugged in to the word of God. It goes on to say that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That is, our faith is to be grounded, what we believe in the Word of God, for reproof, for correction. That is, allowing the power and fire of God's presence through the Word of God to correct us and to reprove us and to instruct us, as it says, in the way of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is not just 
a book. It is not just word. The word of God is living. It is alive because it is the Spirit of God. It is the presence of Jesus who is not dead but alive. And so the Word of God is living and true, living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do not judge the Word of God by what is in your heart. Allow your heart to be judged by the Word of God. For his word is Jesus Christ, his son. I got pages more, but I'm just going to do one more, I promise. I'm, I, I'm sure. A couple weeks ago, we ran over. I was so afraid of the, all the messages coming up the stairs. I went out the side door right there and just went down. <laughs> Cowardly. <laughs> Felt like the lion. <laughs> From 2 Peter 1, 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Do you see here we are told that the prophetic word, the word of God, is a light that shines in a dark place. And that if we open our hearts to the word of God, it shall dawn within us and be like the morning star rising within us casting away the darkness that is within. And that the word of God is not of man, but of God. It is light that casts away darkness. We are told that it is joy. We are told that it will burn away that which is not of God. And so, we are in Advent. A time of preparation for the coming of the Lord. One way in which the Lord comes to us is through his holy word. You and I must decide. Will we see ourselves and see one another and see others through the light and truth and power and presence of the word of God? Or will we see the word of God through our own lens. For he comes, he draws nigh. My prayer for you and I pray your prayer for me is that the scripture will rise within us like the morning star and that when we are open to the word of God, we will realize that we are receiving Jesus himself within us. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him.